Hello, good listener. I am Ryan Beesan. And I'm Lee, co-mike here at the Garbage Juice Network. And this is Garbage Juice Podcast, Between Two Seasonal Ferns. That's right. We are coming to you live from that very special time betwixt Christmas and New Year's. Often addressed online and sometimes titled, we're going to start the show off talking about just what the heck can we do with all this dang downtime? (laughs) Unless, of course, you have a real job. Something tangible with meaning. Then get back to work. The world needs your human flesh pod battery to juice its insatiable blood-guzzling combustion engine. Get back out there, folks. So, Lee, you have a uh, referential title given to um, this time uh, between the Christian Christmas, known as Christmas, and New Year's. Something that everyone can celebrate. Not everyone celebrate. Uh, oh, everyone, oh, no, everyone goes off our calendar, <laughs> so it's everyone's New Year's. I, I think, I think, uh, listener, I think Lee was trying to pull a fastball by me there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was he was about Sorry. to I, dive into some real unpatriotic territory. <laughs> Sorry, people. Sorry, you're right. You're right. There are possibility of celebrating another. Times for a celebration of uh, the the only people who don't celebrate are New Year's, are godless heathens. That's all you need to know. That's right, folks. Yeah, I this is the dead zone. This is the dead zone right now. We're in the dead zone of the year. We just everyone's just waiting to get it over with. Yeah, right. There's nothing more to do. We're done with 2023. We're over it. We're on to the next thing. We're on to the next adventure 2024. Yeah, maybe you will get another COVID. Maybe you will hit a recession. Maybe the economy will pop off. Right? Maybe we'll get into another war. Maybe two wars. Who knows what will happen? Right? We have no idea. The period in between Christmas and New Year can be unsettling for many people. It's a time of swirling emotions, a mixture of post-festive fatigue, and for some, a vague sense of unease. So if you're feeling a little bit adrift, don't worry. It is a natural part of the seasonal ebb and flow. There's a feeling out there that people, they get this sense of like, it's okay. Mom and dad said it's cool. We don't have to go to school this week. (laughs) <laughs> everyone has this time off everyone in a professional managerial class their yes. this time is off when everyone else is not working it's okay for people to say oh god well gee golly what is he what's he like i'm just relaxing on the couch what he what even is today i don't even know what day <laughs> of the week it is and i got a real great video for that that I will share with. Uh, what time is it? 
day is it? Where am I supposed to be right now? Work? <laughs> no. Is it Sunday? Monday? Honey, did you take the trash out? No, they aren't doing trash today. But it's Wednesday. No, it was Wednesday two days ago. Wait, it's been Wednesday for three days? No, that's not how it works. Well, you know, maybe it has been. Right? When are we? I don't know. Okay, New Year's resolutions kicking in in a couple days. Last chance for this. And this. And this. See you soon, old friend. But not today. <laughs> Do you want some leftover ham and potatoes for lunch? I know we've had it the last few days, but I, it was a big ham. Is that can a no? Stop it. Because it's a yes for me. I'm not a quitter. I'm sorry, Lee. Did you say, can I stop it? Can I stop this video? <laughs> It does. Yeah. It does kind of surprisingly keep going. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Have you seen that couple before? No, no, and I'll. I, I'm good not to see him again. The Holderness family, or, or something. What are they like? Sixty years old, or something? Oh, I'm at just a couple that. Uh, Should we make an internet beef against them? Are we going to start an internet beef with them? I'm calling you out right now, Holderness family. <laughs> you guys are fucking scum. Beat us in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> podcast monday night raw <laughs> listen ryan i i think you should use that voice every time we're on air just the alex jones ness part of that is going to attract a lot of listeners listen brother i just took a quarter of a gummy that's going to be approximately 13 milligrams right there in the next 20 minutes i'll continue that series in perpetuity until the end of the show we're calling them out. We're starting internet beef. Me, Alex Jones, Ryan Bassan against the Holdernesses. Is that their? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Did did you you didn't get a Christmas card from them this year? Did you? Uh, sadly, no. I was shunned once again. Uh, that, that is, of course, why we're starting the beef. I'm gonna one quick uh, tangent here. Mm -hmm. There is an interesting thought I had. I used to get Christmas cards from a friend of mine, and I don't get them anymore. Did they consciously like take me off the holiday card list? Oh, do you think that happened? Like, there's two options, right? They just they they just realized that sending them out is a whole waste of time and stopped sending them out, or I got taken off the list. Did they go through their list and they say, "Oh no, 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 we don't need to send one to Lee anymore." Yikes, dude. Because <laughs> once you start sending a holiday card to someone, you have to keep sending it to them in perpetuity. Yeah. Right? I would. I will never start such a thing. <laughs> you can't stop it. You cannot stop. It's kind of like, um, like a happy birthday text. Just directly to them in their pocket on text. It feels... Uh, but it's hard. It would be impossible for me to keep such a calendar. And once you start... You can't stop because then you like now there's a there's an issue with this couple that used to send me a Christmas card. Me and my family used to send me a Christmas card every year and then they just stop. What's their names? <laughs> what is it? Well, uh, real quick, what's their address? <laughs> yeah, let's uh no fam we let's don't get do the that. juice the five juice boys at them we we don't dox here on the show they shall remain nameless it it's not it's not a severe breach it just makes me think a little bit and say 
was there a because i feel like them stopping christmas cards entirely was is unlikely but maybe they went through their list of everyone they have to go through and they're like look let's just cut it down to the people we really care about because this has gotten out of hand this is going to take three weeks for us to complete this project let's find the 10 best people we want to do this for i feel like that those were one of the that probably what happened and i didn't make that cut i think that's okay though however once you start you cannot stop so don't this, start I, don't this, start sending christmas we're not gonna we're not gonna take it uh too hard on this family because uh this is a natural reaction to inflation <laughs> just trim it yeah, up you know what cut, thanks joe a biden back yeah that's why i didn't get my christmas card this year thanks yeah. joe biden yeah this this is um some of the deeper psychology in between what exactly uh trump meant when he said that he made christmas legal again he made it safe and this is this is exactly what he was talking about <laughs> he warned us folks he warned us did he really say that no the administration or something mentioned something about it's okay to say it because the woke mind virus was of course um in its um uh, viral phase taking over our lives he's still using truth by the way he he I hasn't come it. back to twitter he's still using truth i love that okay so i asked the question uh earlier you know what what do you refer to this time in between and if you have a if you have a term if you have a title i saw on uh, x.com it's called the gooch. Uh, users were posting the about gooch. It. The oh. gooch. Oh, that's a great one, right? If you look this up, if you do a Google search, you'll get um, Twixmas, uh, and I and I'm assuming that just refers to the time betwixt, and not, of course, to the candy bar. Goochmas. Uh, gooch. Goochmas. Yes. Go ahead and read it for us here. It's comprised of the days between Christmas and New Year's. In other words, the days between the ass cheeks of Christmas and the genitals of New Year's. There it is. That's it. That makes sense. So we're, th- we're talking about the asshole, Christmas. And then, yeah. the, then also pleasure, genitals. Oh, I got another one. So Christmas is the sack and New Year's is the asshole. And it's the the space between the ball sack and the asshole. You cannot quit me so you know, Christmas being the sack. New Year's being no the asshole, because that's the end of the the gooch week. I get it. I like it. It's creative. Yeah, so Christmas, what pleasure genital hole uh, is it? You could flip this either way. Which is why the gooch works. Because no matter how you how you internalize A and B, there's still that point between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like I like this term. It, it, this is going to be funnier than saying the other one, which probably sounds more um, you know PG is there a PC one. Yeah, it's PC. I, I, I know it. I know yeah. it. That, that's it. That's going to be that one. Yeah. So, um, is perfect. We don't, we don't need to change that. But so uh, you showed the video 
kind of showing how the laptop class experiences this period of time. Sitting around, it, it, I guess they have a child based on that skit, like they're pretending to have a kid. Oh, it's not only an extremely annoying husband and wife, but there's also kids involved. Oh. So it's it's real great. And they added, like, at the end of it, there was kind of like a deleted scenes type content where it mm -hmm. showed one of the directors of the episode. Like, they have people that work with them to create these Behind the camera. Episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the office. God damn it. Re recreating the office in their own <laughs> home. This is two years ago. I do remember them from a couple years ago. Honestly, I remember that they, they were getting dunked on right and left as, as deservably. The girlfriend likes to describe uh, this time as uh, quality nesting time. She gets on the couch. She forms a very natural bird-like behavior here. They get a <laughs> nest going. The animals are allowed into the nest, of course. Of course. Yeah, I haven't been allowed in. As I have been in living in the basement with COVID. Uh, she uh, demanded a strict quarantine protocol. She went throwback to the quarantine protocols of <laughs> of your. Did you have to mask up? Yeah, I had to like put on my mask every time I went to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sneak into the kitchen. But COVID has no more. I tested negative today. A round of applause right. for me. Thank you. I deserve that. And uh, I have been back to work because, you know, I felt better. Uh, some of the more painful experiences people talk about, I, didn't, I was lucky enough not to have to deal with that for this round. This this round for me. Uh, prediction time. Yeah, it's just going to keep happening. And the fall off from people actually caring as much, well, I think, continue. As in, um, again, if you if you're someone that works hour, hourly and you don't have paid time off, it's not really an option. So, little uh, Schrodinger's cat, whatever that is called, if you don't test, you don't know. <laughs> it is, if you don't 50%, test, one way or the other. If you don't test, you don't have it because they stop giving us tests. If you go to buy a test, <laughs> they're upwards of like twenty bucks a test. You can find oh, it cheaper, shit. but like, I didn't realize that either. No, Joe Biden sent a bunch out. You didn't yeah. get you didn't get the free federal government test. You already used those up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, the girlfriend's very diligent about this kind of stuff. Uh, it sounds like it. And I was testing negative for years. Annoying. And I tested, and I, te <laughs> I tested a lot for work. We because shows that came through that every time you'd have a gig, you'd have to test because they want mm. you to not be there spreading it around. But this show run that I've been on. Uh, performance of uh white christmas we uh we had an outbreak in the show so some of the crew and then some of it the performers god punishing you for working on this gay ass fucking I show think, i think so he said god god's like uh, you know do something like more modern do something <laughs> where like a time period where people alive today were can moderately relate to it how about a Married with Children's music, the musical? How about that? How about something? Hell yeah. <laughs> something, you know, people can enjoy. So that outbreak happened, and I and I couldn't I couldn't finish the the final three days of performances. So that kind of sucked because I got 
hit you right in the money balls. Hit you right and in the I, sack. And so, yeah, girlfriend made me test. So I can't. <laughs> now I have to know. So I can't go to work because we That's only tested at too. the beginning uh, once the outbreak hit. And then we weren't really testing day by day. So I had to say, oh, I got COVID. And they're like, oh, idiot, why did he test? Didn't he know that we we're just not going to test anymore after losing so many people? I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that she made you test. I'm not, I don't care about you getting sick. I care about her making you test. I know it's wrong. So horrible. Yeah. How dare really? It costs you money at the end of the day, right? Took cost you some money out of your paycheck. No, but it, yeah, it's frankly, it's belligerent behavior on her part. Yeah, absolutely. She, trying to she, send she should to... pay you back for that. She should, yeah, she should, should reimburse. You know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to invoice her now. I got a really nice invoice spreadsheet. If you need one, I can draw yeah, one up. Let me get that you. template. Thank you. <laughs> uh, speaking of templates, uh, she today she was like, "Oh, I got to write this seasonal greeting to the neuro something department." because she works at this uh, science company, whatever, um, and they actually one of the companies that makes the test strips for COVID testing. She had to like send out this great job on meeting and exceeding all goals for this year department kind of email as a part of her email job. And she was like kind of stuck on it. She's like, Oh, and I was like, what are you doing? You pull up chat GPT. <laughs> what are do you doing? Three seconds. <laughs> and it just pumped out the most professional managerial class. Yeah glossed over gold it does your job for you i put in the prompt a 200 word to the blah 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 at blah 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 great job for meeting the, and then boom it just did it and it looked exactly like something that you would get in an email <laughs> can you imagine if in your profession ryan in the stagehand business you could just type in a prompt like create a 200 foot set for me with trees and a house and it just did your job for you it's a, the it's the same thing g chat gpt is like that but for the email class it just does your job for you it, le it legitimately removes all need to derive communication it fills in that gap and you just literally press buttons all day today would have been so nice to type in Widespread panic is coming to the Fox Theater in downtown Atlanta. Please assign a robot to crawl into the rafters and pull up 20 different chains at a length of 75 feet. That would have been real nice. It would have been real nice to not have to sweat and pull that shit to the ceiling. Shit to the ceiling. Shit to the ceiling. Sometimes I feel like I'm fading away. You looking at me. Someone dead All of a sudden You're inside
since the procedure, a little bit more than usual. I gotta pee all the time myself. It's annoying as hell. I had to set up a piss jug in one of those uh, <laughs> plastic containers that you buy litter, cat litter in. I, I think we know what it I think. Oh, actually, maybe some of us fortunately don't know what that is. This is where it's like definitely more than two gallons. It was, Just it so was, you didn't have to move from the basement. I imagine it, you don't have plumbing in the basement, right? It is. It's a. It was a funny situation down here during the hell of like not being able to like live as a human. It's nice. You know, I was hanging out with the cats. Cats live down here. A funny deal. After all of the the crappiness of it, to look back, um, would have been some good laughs. If there was like a. Uh, real world big brother cameras around like showing the last couple of days yeah just of me your illness in the basement me and my boxers peeing in jugs <laughs> peeing in jugs with the cats around just you. naked <laughs> shaved ape walking around <laughs> <laughs> peeing in plastic jugs <laughs> yelling at the cats <laughs> Oh, before we started recording, I had all of like power sources closer that way to the couch as I moved my my monitor so I could watch Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> 2008. Is that a, is that a garbage juice recommend? The gold star? Uh, that's a definite watch. That's a two thumbs up here um, for the, the Sons of Anarchy series. It is biker boomer porn it, it's like everything <laughs> that a certain demographic wants out of life and that's what one of the creators on this taylor sheridan also tulsa king and yellowstone mm. this is this this is like the special type of tv gold that does have a unique kind of skew that's not necessarily necessarily coastal liberal Hollywood type right, viewpoints right. and ideology. So it's a very special type of like protagonist, hero, anti-hero, villain, but doing it in oh, like yeah, a yeah. Robin Hood manner. Where you're I, I saw a, after a, the a show like that. Yeah. And Animal Kingdom. It was a show on TNT for a couple of years. Very similar. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. The protagonist in the show, he is a he's a hunk around like his 30s somewhere. He is the son of the former biker club gang king. Now his father's friend is in charge of the club, the, the gang, mm. who is okay. now oh, okay. also married to his mom. So it's this ancestral Ooh. thing. And he, they get along great. It, he calls him his dad because he's been around his whole life, basically. Uh, so he is essentially second. He's a vice president as his title. So he's second mm -hmm. in command. And you feel this kind of tension throughout the first season. I just finished the first season of like, is he jockeying to take over? Will there be any inter-club kind of headbutting? And there definitely is. Uh, it's the right amount of... Um, fantasy outlaw lifestyle with drama 
to make just for really good TV. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't peg you as someone who would appreciate that show. Just a few years ago, I would have never given this show a chance. But as I get older, I I won't even give that show a chance. You got to get to this level. You got to get on the level here. Explain to me. As I've gotten older, I have refined my taste to now really appreciate a show that can be so completely moronic and in a way not self-aware that it almost becomes self-aware so i'm cringing but in favor for more i want i want to see just how (laughs) terrible this show could have been and is yet people still absolutely love it because it was a hit it was a massive you know, oh yeah no it's a huge show yeah like people love it and when i say terrible what i mean by terrible about it is all of the uh, hyperbolic ham-fisted kitschiness of motorcycle guys and how all of the resources in their life just like easily coalesced and they live in this small town called charming california which is not a real place, I don't believe, but it's somewhere central or north California. The the stories and, and like the drama that unfolds is like gunfight after gunfight, and the core group, of course, always eludes getting murdered in these like Uzi and shotgun shootouts in the bars and drive-bys and everything that comes about. One of their biggest nemesis is law enforcement. But of course, they have law enforcement on their side because they live in this like Disney fictitious town where it's like 5% bikers, 5% law enforcement, 5% junkies, and then 80% families that make six figures and that are the biggest <laughs> dumbasses on the planet. <laughs> so everyone just like has this like... uh Mickey Mouse, Chuck E. Cheese, Disneyland fairy tale, like, you know, nuclear family that just goes about. So it's this perfect setting. And one of the, like, the issues that comes up, like season two, is that this, the uh, the club and the outlaws are keeping away the big corporations from changing the town into the, like new modern living. And all of the, the corporate companies and franchises aren't coming in to develop in this small little quaint town. And the biker's like, well, we like it that way because we we want to keep in charge and we don't want to get this place out of control. So it's that perfect type of like uh, kind of playing both sides there. It, it will appeal to those that don't like corporate greed, but it also appeal to like, look at all these people moving into our town. They love it here. Everyone's migrating to our state because they, they love it. They love our policies <laughs> and all that uh delusional mindset and uh, gatekeeping that people do and one thing i caught up on is that and they don't like explicitly say this but the main character basically is the young hunk blonde hair looks like a surfer guy looks like he should be carrying a surfboard not riding a motorcycle he has this title where he's basically the son of the king so he is the prince of charming the town's called charming and i thought god damn it once i realized that i was like oh my god i fucking hate i hate it but i love the show <laughs> you draw it in by all the silliness 
of course, maybe. There's no way you would have watched this show. No, no, even I a few never. Years ago. Not I even never. a chance. Mm-mm. Never would have given a chance, but now I'm just enthralled. You wouldn't have consumed yeah. this product. No, it wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have consumed it. No, Mm-mm. wouldn't. Uh, it's but, not. It ain't Zen. It no. ain't. It ain't something you would have consumed. No, I, this is why I'm I'm hearing all this. I'm like, wow, Ryan has really changed. Mm-hmm. He's really grown up. I really think so. A big boy now, and it, and it's kind of the same way that I, I guess I started watching The West Wing, because it's also like after a certain point of just being around on the Earth, you could say, not a single goddamn one of our presidents ever behaved in such a professional manner. Not one of them. <laughs> fucking gets up and works you know sun up to sun down like it the slightest bit that the characters do those motherfuckers are not hustling like the show creates like um the fantasy of what it could be so it lets people take off on it and it kind of in a way it lets me take off in that world and so which again that's good storytelling it's like if um if an actor is doing such a good job where you feel like I hate this motherfucker. Well, they're doing a good job. If you can physically feel yourself yeah. being angry oh, yeah. over what mm-hmm. they're doing. Sorry to tell you, that means they're actually good, right? <laughs> they're actually good at what they're doing. If such a, uh, a case is presented. A master of the craft, right? Right. Cause it's not really them. You hate it's their character. And, yeah. Uh, we're such monkeys sometimes, you know, getting caught up in our stories, right? Our little tales invested in the, in the fantasy of different things. I think it's very, very interesting to think about. But, and, and you, you used to be cynical towards that, but now you're like getting caught up in it all and knowing that you're getting caught up in it all and still enjoying getting caught up in it. 100%. You know that you're consuming the equivalent of Walmart jeans. Yeah. Through television. Yeah. And, yeah. but you're fine with that. Yeah. I'm going out and I'm doing fit checks in the mirror. I posted them. <laughs> new boot goofing here with my new show. <laughs> Jumps, clicks, heels. <laughs> so, just to to change uh to change subjects a little bit um what do you think about donald trump getting removed from the ballot on a few states in a few states what do you think about that because it's now maine also and they're going to try to do it in every state they're going to try to do it in a lot of states now taking them off the ballot taking papa bear off the ballot have you talked to him about this yet we got we got to reach out to our big boy. What's he doing? What's <laughs> happening? Why is he letting this happen? It's treason. It is treason. We need another Mar-a-Lago he, invitation after the, last uh, time. The girlfriend mentioned that today, and it's it's Colorado initially, right? That took it off the ballot. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it. I think it got overturned or something. I think it was Colorado that she was referencing, but Col- that wouldn't matter in Colorado. No, it wouldn't matter in Colorado, but now we but have Maine. Maine that that could 
start affecting the chessboard here. And I just read that like a couple hours ago after we talked, because initially I told her, I was like, it's not going to matter. It's not going to really pan out to being effective, even if the states actually do go through with that. But Maine could actually affect the Electoral College here. Yeah. 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 But this was just one woman who was like, I ain't putting him on the ballot. Initially, when I was hearing about this, there wasn't much thought given to it. But after... um, after seeing that a couple hours ago, like I said, it, that that actually would make a difference. Uh, very interesting times. Um, I, I don't I don't have to look this up. Uh, this I don't think has happened. <laughs> no, never. Actually, no. In the beginning, but not not in like modern. Uh, he hasn't relevant. even won the fucking nomination yet, and they're oh, already so, doing this. So he, he hasn't even gotten to that point. He's not even the pre- the can- the, pre- the presidential candidate yet. It's <laughs> like everyone is already like accrediting him with the slam dunk, almost at the level of people who are like giving the presidency to Hillary Clinton in 2016. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm looking at an MS. So I'm going off a Drudge report, MSNBC opinion today. Biden's 2024 chances are much stronger than people realize. <laughs> They're trying. They're doing everything they can. So much of the article class that uh, churning out uh, talking points is just like a an immediate echo of fucking eight years ago. It, it's the same kind of bullshit that yeah. we get in each yeah, of these yeah, elections. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's giving it to them because there's no one that's going to motivate Republican voters and in between voters as much as Trump for the Republican ticket. Papa bear. He's the coast to coast appeal. So it, it, the Republicans like they know they have to, if he's, (laughs) if he's going to accept he's, he's got, he, he will take it and it'll be their best chance. Here is something I can report on. There's a uh, new new sheriff in town. <laughs> the NYPD is deploying a new crime-fighting robot named K-5. It's supposed to patrol the subway, record suspicious activity when it's there, and deter potential criminals. K-5 is a 5-foot-2, 398-pound hunk of metal that looks like a giant cone with wheels. It's got four HD wide-angle cameras, one infrared thermal camera, 16 microphones and blue fluorescent lights. The NYPD is renting K-5. Oh, the snitch bot. Nine bucks an hour as part of their effort to find ways to cost-efficiently bring them. R2 douchebag cop. Yeah, I did see that. Um, That's so funny. I I, I saw saw that a while back, uh, and people were dunking on that thing like putting tape on it you know in new york yeah they're gonna take that they're gonna flip that thing over and steal its wheels just put like fentanyl money (laughs) put a trash can over top of it and then it's like immediately disabled they gotta send someone out there to remove the trash can the the savages in manhattan are gonna steal the parts off that thing for for money for opiates folks we just watched a video of a new york police department deploying a robot for as like patrol you've probably seen the images uh if you're hyper online you've seen this thing and um 
It's comical. Snitch bot 5000. I don't see much comedy in like uh, the deployment <laughs> of the, the initial version of Terminator. <laughs> I, I guess you just put this thing out there and you just give uh, law enforcement, uh, you hand them over like a, a, a office full of coders and uh, robot building guys. And, you, you know, just let them get more and more pissed off until they eventually come out with the T-800 Terminator. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we have no choice. Uh, people were putting trash cans on the initial versions. This thing <laughs> needs to be yeah. agile and very uh, primate-like, almost like a humanoid. And very powerful. Yeah. Full of uh, armaments. <laughs> we need 500 times the strength of a horse is what we determined in our testing through our initial versions. And uh, yeah. Uh, are, are they armed with lasers? Yes. It turns out we do these... Uh, we did some field testing. The lasers are necessary. Uh, yeah, no, no, nothing about that um, is cool. I'd say no. That that's a slippery slope right there. It is. Just, it's funny. It's funny because of how inept yeah. it is. Yeah, we could laugh at, at it. this stage. We can laugh at it down here. I'm pretty sure they had the same thing in the 80s, right? Like we've progressed. No, literally made no progress technologically. It's the ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply Jim. the most sophisticated robot on Earth. Tonic. At Nova Robotics, the future is in good hands. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robots. Just hit the road. Wow! Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me input. Haven't you had enough of this stuff? More input. More input. And they can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Oh. Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows, but it has happened. A new comedy adventure from John Batum, the director of War Games. We're going to be after you. we got to get out of here now. Keep alive! Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, and number five. Beautiful. Short Circuit. I am alive. I swear Honda had something like that driving around somewhere uh, in in a like a trade show or something, right? In in the nineties, I don't know. This is, it's it's hilariously inept. It's like a lunar craft. It's like kind of massive. <laughs> like, is it also you know, a you trash seen can? The movie Wall-E? Yeah, you ever seen the movie Wall-E? Yeah, with the the robot that Wall-E likes, the little one that finds the the little egg robot. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Wasn't that the one where, like, it turns out all the humans were like supremely obese? Yeah, that, that's a great movie, by the way. That was the most self-aware Disney movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, because they live on this. Uh, they had to get off of Earth because they destroyed it, so they live on this luxury um, yacht spaceship 
where they don't like they've been there i think 700 years waiting for the earth to repair itself they didn't they don't know this but they've and because they've been in space and so inactive for so long they basically have just become spheres of people medically obese uh so large they can't uh power their own uh weight they have to have like hover rounds right Yes, yes. So they all have hover rounds and they all have little cups, like cup holders in their hover rounds that they just drink things out of. They have screens that come and just sit in their face. It, it was it was a, really a apocalyptic in a way, but in yeah. a positive Disney sense. Yeah, it was being um, like a positive, upbeat movie around this dark and sad reality that we're all <laughs> that it feels like we're all barreling towards. <laughs> with <laughs> lethargic sedated existence hooked up to feeding tubes we're, like cattle look, we are very close to that we're doing great folks a couple gotta, decades away we gotta keep it up we gotta keep our caloric intake on the rise and we'll get to the the, the future that wally promised <laughs> yeah I, don't, I guess they don't really make them like that anymore I don't know if you could make Wally now. No, you absolutely <laughs> could not. You can't do a lot of things that you could have done 10 15 Oh, years you're ago. hearing it, folks. You're not gonna get a they're not gonna give you a Wally in Joe Biden's America. You're not gonna get that. Can't do that one anymore. We're, we may be the first podcast to ever draw those connections and, and make that comment specifically. Ryan, you know what problem we need to solve next after after that one? Tell me. Immigration. Dun dun dun. Immigration. We need we need to combat those taking DeWalt battery powered grinders to the wall, just cutting a hole into the wall. Is this something that comes up in your mind? When I go to New York, when I was in New York a couple of weeks ago, I mean, sometimes you walk out in front of a hotel and it's all migrant people, like just in front of a hotel in New York in the freezing cold. It, it there's, I would think hundreds of thousands of them in Manhattan right now. They don't have a place. Like obviously, they're not buying. A, they're not living in a brownstone or something. They're not, they're not in a. In a I'm not living condo. in Trump Towers. They'll get evicted, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, they sell, they, they sell uh, candy on the subway and fruit. <laughs> they kind of just have fruit, little fruit stands sitting around everywhere. Good fruit, by the way. But uh, I don't know. Is this, is this a topic we can get on? Well, they, they drive our um, cabs. They work in our bodegas. And... Um, I guess every you could say every job below that, which of course is dismal to ever consider. Yeah, yeah. Which is where Can you imagine white people used to do that stuff. That's like only the things that they talk about on the Taylor Sheridan shows that only the Irish had to do. <laughs> Irish, Irish, of course, being in that universe the most exotic of white boys, <laughs> the most hardcore. Like the Pikey characters and Snatch. Yeah. Uh, yeah great, you have a problem, just throw the Irish at it. Great garbage use film there um, in the in the Media Hall of Fame. Irish guys, every every one of these Taylor Sheridan shows, it's always 
an Irish heavy connection for the whites that kind of shows that they got an edge that they can be um, just as hard, just as savvy, just as streetwise and dangerous as any other ethnic group. They are the ethnic whites that of course, in the Italians, um, but the, the blue eyed whites, the, the blonder variety of uh, Aryan there, it, there's a fantasy of um, it's it's because of the Irish heritage. It's because of the greatness that the Irish have given us in their culture and their music. Um, but to imagine all the real shit jobs out there, where you got to like be in a field and work. Oof. Oof. I don't. I don't I mean, think that any any one side of our ruling class wants to stop immigration better than huffing uh, jet fuel all day. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, but no, it's actually worse. <laughs> it's actually worse because then you can't even get the, the flight benefits to go back and see your right, family. Yeah, you, yeah you, know? you don't even have any. I mean, when you work in those like a Delta ground slavery type business, you uh-huh. at least get the benefits, right? You, at least, you get some yeah, perks. Yeah, you, you do at least like hypothetically have PTO. <laughs> once you reach once you reach uh seniority right once once you get it i yeah i have around a while oh yeah here's healthcare. great what does that mean oh you only have to pay fifty thousand dollars instead of 65 every time you see a doctor well great still either way it's like i i don't even have health care uh it's hard to imagine any one side um actually sealing up our borders personally i'm an open borders Um, guy uh and i don't i think that we have so much beautiful space in this beautiful country of ours we we're not at like capacity by any means however oh no not at all i can't really blame people for being like scared or upset that that there's a finite amount of resources for the people that are here i I understand that fear but it's like uh we're kind of already past that breaking point as something that i feel as someone that that works in the labor that that thinks to myself there's there is no way i'm doing anything but working until i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) it's like like okay tell me Sure. Ryan, start start being smart. Make every single one of your meals on Sunday and prep it for the week. Great. I don't go that means I don't go out to eat several times a week at fast food and cheap places. Cool. I'm saving literally tens of dollars a year. <laughs> awesome. Great financial advice. Like the actual mathematics <laughs> that people that people like use about like trying to be smarter with money nowadays it's all no, thrown out all the this window. Stuff is not is nonsense. It's it's, thro- nonsense. it's thrown out the window. I saw. A but video I don't t- think that's really relevant to the to the point though. I, can you relate it back to the point? We've already uh, breached the the threshold of it making a difference. It, but I do understand those that ha- like have a certain uh, quality to their life feeling afraid that that quality might be under attack because of how obvious it is whether what you believe it's from or not 
that there is only a certain amount of available calories in our society. Mm. Uh, there's a certain amount of threaded material, resources, fuel, energy, and that without like a closed border scenario, we're going to get murdered. We're going we're, we're to get uh, our cities trashed. But those those cities of ours, they've always been gross. <laughs> cities, these cities are always disgusting. You know, unless you unless you of course like your only big city experience is through movies and the Hallmark Channel. Uh, you know, sure you, you go to Times Square watching, watching Friends. You're going to Times Square. It's New Year's, and you because you've always seen it on TV, and you always want to go, and you're you're just a certain type of norm core American. And then you you don't realize like oh man I should have worn a diaper, you got to wear a diaper. There's <laughs> absolutely no place to piss unless you want to get arrested. And it's like well this just feels like a trap. This feels like a goddamn trap. Why would anyone want to live here? <laughs> it, I don't know. I can't answer that question for me or for anyone else. But uh, my my thought is that I I agree. There's a lot of open space. I think that that open space should be used for these people to form their own like communities and to slowly integrate into American society. Like I don't care about 300,000 people going to Wyoming. There's, there's so much Nebraska. There's so much land care. in Wyoming. And if you took like the area of Wyoming and you gave it like an eighth of the population density of places in India, you could fit three trillion people and it'd still be <laughs> <laughs> enough where like you know people aren't stacked on top of each other because there's just this so true. there's so much land in this country and we do have ample resources it, now I think until a fair argument. Maybe, yeah. I, yeah well and we'll, we'll just keep printing <laughs> that doesn't really matter the money is not a real still, concept. The, I, I'm not even gonna argue we still about have fresh money. water yeah for now <laughs> in certain places. Uh, I'm going to say it's more my my argument to make it more regulated is that a lot of the people coming don't have any skills to to contribute to the place they're going to where they can't even work the most menial job right to contribute in some way to society is when it becomes a serious problem where people come just as hey look what can I get here instead of what can I wear? And again, there's a, that's not the majority of people who come, but it is a concern that, and what I see is just people like literally loafing. I, when I was in New York, just like chilling around on the, on the street all day, not doing anything. Right. And it's not the, it's not like the junkies. It's just people who came from other countries that they just sent up to New York because it's a sanctuary city. Right. Um, so there's a difference between people coming who have skills and want to work. And there's a difference between people coming who don't, I think that's a big difference. Well, I will say any sign of like a functioning and thriving society is something that demonstrates capacity for regulation. You wouldn't necessarily want to live in a place that actually was opening its doors to rapists. You wouldn't actually. <laughs> no, actually, I prefer they only let in the rapists. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think everyone from Guatemala is a pedophile rapist. 
so we we have this desire to be in a functioning world where this shit wouldn't happen exactly and, and, and yeah um I, I mean i guess you could you, make can, a, you can see that being a problem right you could make an argument i mean i just think like okay well if i if i move to a different country like what skill would i have it's kind of relative i mean you have everyone, plenty of skills everyone actually, could Ryan. Well, yeah i can i could podcast i can <laughs> i can post i can repost i can you, cut copy have, paste i can use chat gpt sure you you can use chat gpt that puts you ahead of 90 percent yeah. of the population yeah so in, in a and and like in the desired world here <clears throat> we can wish to be in a place that had kind of like it shit together enough to where you could walk down the streets and not see that sure oh no no the shit isn't together there's yeah. the, none of the shit is together right i think that's the major problem yeah is that it, if it was handleable in some way by by some form of government organization that would be okay but i think it's just not handleable people they, they don't know how to take in all these people and actually get them into the into the workforce into the society at the rate they're coming in i think that's the major issue yeah look at us just a couple of new age hannity and combs over here <laughs> duking it out on the real topics i'm sorry was this really gay was this a gay topic to go down I, this, I mean, I'm trying to do something different. This is this is elevated wisdom chat, and this is why people tune in because this is real life conversations. This is where the garbage juice podcast can differentiate. We can set ourselves apart from other shows that just give you, uh, uh, like, some type of article journalist class uh, thesis, some type of therapy language conversation that really doesn't apply to real life because people still have these issues that we see and we see these issues and they do bother us they can make us afraid they can piss us off um but the dial the like the actual language for this kind of stuff you know like the language for this stuff is is important to talk about french chef quits restaurant after troubling hazing he was tied to a chair naked with an apple in his mouth and a carrot in his anus just to try and be in a chef somewhere. Well, that that's not, that just sounds like joining a fraternity. <laughs> it sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> that sounds like a blast, dude. Hard to imagine Sign me up. really letting that stuff fly after the age of like 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. Well, that's why the guy quit. Hello, my name is Sean and this is my first time and being bullied as an adult anonymous well ryan let's wrap it up here it's getting late i think we put in our our work for this uh for this episode for the month man oh this was a great show look at us i think so what a, what the crap what do we call this time in between christmas and new year's and what's going on with our great performances week in and week out hi I'm Ryan, the eldest son in the Holderness family. Tune into our YouTube channel for many laughs. My mom and dad take way too much Adderall, and they don't leave any for me. <laughs> Quite frankly, it's really unique to see a couple both zooted out on 
methamphetamine salt combo tablet. <laughs> Hey, so let me look here. What does this put us at on the count? For 50. Oh, yeah, 47 now. Um, that we, last one we did, uh, Justice for George Santos, which was a great episode, great dining episode, episode, too. Yeah, one, one of our top tier episodes of the season. Uh, so this is episode 48, so one more will get us to 49. Oof. We're so close. We're so close. 